Hey everybody, welcome to Tucker Talk Sports with yours truly, Anand Tucker. I have a good one for you today where there is a thorough overview of this past 2021 season and what lies ahead in the 2022 season. So, here we go. So in this episode, we will go into a recap of the men's and women's singles this past year, specifically going through all of the twists and turns, hence the name. On the men's side, it was pretty straightforward this season. I mean, we can sum it up in one word, Djokovic. It was all Novak this year. Dominating season, winning three out of the four Grand Slams, close to winning all four, and completing the same record as the great Rod Laver. Uh, I will get into his greatness a little bit later on in the episode. And then also looking at the next generation players. Sissipas making it further and further into Grand Slams. Berrettini playing extremely well throughout the season. Zverev beating Djokovic and then winning gold. That was a real morale booster for him. And obviously Medvedev really taking down one of the big four on the big stage at the U.S. Open. So we'll get into both sides of that. And then into the women's side as well. This is where it gets more hectic and fun to watch. Four different champions for the four different Grand Slams. I mean, what more can you ask for? Osaka winning the Australian Open, trying to continue her domination. Pleasant surprise with Krejcikova winning the French. Barty winning Wimbledon and holding that number one rank. And then finally, the U.S. Open, the breakthrough of two young, amazing players in Leila Fernandez and Emma Raducanu. So I'll go through that season and how that played out and what to potentially expect for next year. So let's get right to it. So we'll start on the men's side first and specifically with Djokovic. Arguably had his best season ever at age 34, ranked number one for over 300 weeks, and he started off strong defeating a young Medvedev in straight sets at the Australian Open, then went to the French, played at, played on the clay courts, down two sets against Sissipas, and came back for the big championship win. Off to London for Wimbledon, beat the young Italian Berentini, four-setter, a straightforward win there for him, and then this was when the pressure really mounted on him. Started hearing the news of Djokovic going for a counter slam, possibly. The pressure is felt by very few people in history. That's not easy to face at all. He went on a tough path, not some easy matches on the way there, but eventually made it to the championship match, faced Medvedev at the US Open, which was kind of a full circle ending because he played Medvedev in the first Grand Slam of the season at the Australian Open. However, it was a different outcome where Djokovic lost in straight sets. And that match, that match would definitely be a game changer in the tennis world. One, it shows that even the best of the best face this extreme pressure, which is honestly crazy to think about. Two, this next generation can really beat the big three now on the big stage. Medvedev proved that he can beat Djokovic with the exact same game style. Defensive, reliable strokes, consistent play. And this match also leads to some really important questions. How will Djokovic rebound after this oh-so-close moment? Will he continue to dominate and win plenty of more Grand Slams? Or is his prime coming to an end and will join the likes of, you know, Rafa and Roger, where they still play quite well, injuries here and there, they'll still play at a high level, but we know that winning a Grand Slam is almost done. It's out of reach. I'm part of that group where he will win, he will win plenty of more i would not be surprised if he gets to 25 to 27 grand slams which is amazing he does get a lot of criticism on and off the court i do understand that sometimes but appreciating the historical greatness is a must as a fan of the sport the accuracy the position of the shots the way he's able to you know flip the switch and totally dominate a match able to just turn it around completely almost toying with his opponent sometimes that's really what it is it's amazing to watch and winning three Grand Slams in a row, although it's not four, it's still an amazing feat in itself. Winning three in a row is arguably as tough as winning, you know, back-to-back Super Bowls or having a three-peat in the NBA. 
it's just super challenging mentally, physically, emotionally. So I'm definitely happy for him. Can't wait to see more of him on the court. And I do think his greatness will still continue. Now I'll move to the next generation players. And it's almost a real turning point for these guys now. I'll start off with Zverev. Uh, we have to remember he's only 24 years old, not even reached his prime yet. But a big point for him was earning the gold medal at the Olympics this past summer. Defeating Djokovic on his great run this year, that was a real great victory from a real morale booster and confidence booster. Him leading Team Europe in the Labour Cup uh, this past September is also a huge plus. No Rafa, no Roger, no Djokovic. So he had to be the experienced player for the team and he led him. He led him to success. And it's just been great news for him in general. I do have a prediction that he will win his first Grand Slam in 2021. No more pandemic. I think he'll take those positive vibes forward to the new year. And I really do hope he wins one. The confidence he has right now, him improving on his serving, especially that second serve, I think this will all shape together in 2022. Another player who's really stepped up has been Medvedev, obviously, the Russian player. Uh, great ending for him this past season, but he's been through a lot this past year. Having a tough loss in the beginning of the season can really be discouraging at that Australian Open Championship. It can really affect your play the rest of the year. But he stayed strong. He won a few smaller Opens throughout the course of the season. And then he's made, then he made his way to his first Grand Slam. Not an easy path. He had to face some really tough players. Evans, a young Felix Auger-Aliassim, and then, of course, Djokovic. He really deserved it. And he's proven to be one of those leaders of this next generation. I would not be surprised if he's another next-gen player to win another Grand Slam this upcoming season. He has the best shot of defeating Djokovic because they just play so similar. Defensive, strong, the precision is just amazing. And for Djokovic, it's hard to beat a player like yourself, and they do play exactly the same. So I do think Medvedev also has a really good shot next season. And there are some other guys on this end to really keep your eye on. One is Dominic Team. He will be coming back this season from his surgery for uh, his wrist. Huge comeback for him. I think he'll be one of the most improved players on tour this upcoming season. Backhand is super strong. That one-hander is just so beautiful. Great forehand. Extremely underrated forehand, honestly. And the power on a serve is just astonishing, honestly. Uh, look for him, especially at the French Open in that clay court season. He plays really well on clay. He he can handle the, the different pace. And I can see him really doing some real damage during that portion of the tour. Another player is FAA, Felix Ojeda-Aliassime. Only 21, but I really like his playing style and especially his confidence. Making it to the semifinals of the US Open is definitely not easy at such a young age. Does not have any titles yet, that's alright. That will definitely come with time and I do think he'll have one or two by the end of 2022. I, I, I honestly guarantee it. He has a great coach in Uncle Tony Dow. Uh, Rafa's former coach consistency will definitely come with experience but he has a great foundation and that's key to success and then finally Francis Tiafo, the young American he's still ranked a little low but playing exceptionally well at 23 is a huge plus making it to the round of 16 at the US Open was really great for his success he's becoming a bigger and bigger name in this sport I do think he will win another small title this year. It's time for him to win another one. It's been quite some time. The forehand does need to be a little bit more consistent. He does get erratic at times with that full swing. But his real strength is energy. He does get good vibes when the crowd is really rallying behind him. I know he really thrives off of that quite well, even against the top players. So if he can use that more and gain that energy and just get a little bit more consistent, he'll also do some damage on tour. 
Now I'm going to move on to the women's side, and I'll first start off with Naomi Osaka. So she's been in the news all season for her on and off the court activities. Uh, currently ranked number 10, had an okay win-loss uh, record, won the Aussie Open, played extremely well there, carried the momentum from the previous US Open. She beat some really tough competitors, Muguruza, Serena, Jen Brady, not easy players at all. Then he moved to the French. She did not play well there at all. Denimian played Wimbledon, and she suffered a tough loss at the U.S. Open against the young Leila Fernandez. So at Roland Garros at the French Open, she was fined and did not, because she did not stay for the post-match interview. Wanted to take a mental break, focus on her mental health, which is completely understandable. Being a pro in any professional sport is not easy at all. But this, I believe, is a turning point of her, of her career in my eyes. She's already a four-time Grand Slam champion and one of the greatest to pick up a racket on the women's side, for sure. Her career is not in jeopardy, but it is in question. What will she do next? Peace of mind is very important for a good player. No matter the sport, you need to be set mentally in order to play well physically. If she gets there, she will continue to win Grand Slams. That's a fact, but it is a big if. I think she'll be facing the struggle for some time now. When she gets more help, experience, growth, she will get back to her norm. Naomi is strong physically, but we saw mentally, especially at the U.S. Open, when she suffered that loss against Leila Fernandez, smashing her racket, inconsistent play, I mean, sometimes not even putting up a fight on the court. She needs to change that aspect of herself. And when she does, hopefully she does, she's literally unstoppable. There are few players right now, when she's going through all this, who can defeat her. But if she can make it out of this hole, she is on the cusp of greatness. What I think she should do is take the time mentally, take as much time as you need, be 100% ready for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if you're ready for all that, then you will succeed no matter what, no matter what. There will be some losses along the way, obviously, but in the end, the success will be right there. Uh, one player who did play extremely well this season was uh, Ash Barty. The young Aussie player had a really good tour this year. The reigning number one seed played extremely well on grass, winning Wimbledon, her first Grand Slam there, her second Grand Slam overall, reaching the quarterfinals in her home nation uh, for the Australian Open. But the other two Grand Slams were a little iffy, not as great as we expected. Went out in the second round at Roland Garros, went out in the third round at the US Open. But she has been away from home for the longest time now due to this pandemic and due to being on the tour for so long. Uh, she was able to win some smaller tournaments throughout the course of the season, the Western and Southern Open, the Miami Open. So overall, a really good year for her, and I do expect high-quality tennis next year as well. I do think she will win another Grand Slam next year. I don't know which one, but I do think she will. She does deserve a break for now, being on tour for so long. Uh... What she should what she should work on this offseason is kicking up that first serve percentage. It has been a little low oftentimes, but if she can kick that up more, more consistent play, she'll be able to dominate and hold that number one seed for even longer. And then I do want to move to the two young stars at the U.S. Open, Emma Raducanu and Leila Fernandez. Both had unbelievable performances at such a young age. It's just great to see for them and for the sport. Leila Fernandez beating quite a few top-ranking players to get to the championship match. Emma Raducanu being the first qualifier to ever win a major. I mean, that's a huge record broken there. Both proved that even though they are young, probably counted out, they can still compete with the best and win. They got their respect for sure. Definitely earned it. But it will be interesting to see how they handle the transition from being the hunters to the hunted. 
A lot of people want to be in their position, be in that championship match, win the U.S. Open, and they would definitely try their best to, to defeat these two young stars. I do look forward to seeing them more on the tour and especially how they handle this pressure. But I feel this is just the beginning of some great careers for the both of them. Whatever happens in the future, no matter how many Grand Slams they win, what they did at the U.S. Open is history and it will always be remembered for that they will always be remembered for that probably forever no matter what happens in their futures in their respective tennis careers no matter how many grand slams they win they will be remembered just for this great run which is amazing and then i do want to take this time to shout out other great players on the women's tour uh, Svitolina, Sebalenka, and Sakari all had solid seasons this past year. Svitolina had some really positive matches this year, definitely improved her game, which was really nice to see. Made it to the semis of Miami Open, Olympics, and made it to the semis as well. Quarterfinals of the U.S. Open, she lost to Fernandez, but I hope this boosts her career. Sebalenka, she can almost taste victory as well. Miami Open quarterfinals, won the Madrid Open, semis of Wimbledon, semis of US Open. The aggressive play really helps out. But what she needs to do is take a step back, think more, and relax when she plays. If she does not let the pressure get to her, she will play extremely well. And I do think that's the reason why she lost to Fernandez. The pressure really got to her. Just slow it down a little more. And then finally, Sakari. Sakari is an up-and-coming name as well. I mean, Greek player, one of the best seasons she's ever had on tour. Semis for Miami Open, French Open, and U.S. Open. That's very hard to do at a young age. Super strong, a great forehand and serve. I do hope she rounds out her game a little bit more. If she does, she'll definitely be a popular name on the tour. She does need to get a little bit more comfortable in various settings, various environments, similar to a Sebalenka situation. But if she can overcome that hurdle... Uh, she'll be right at the top. Well, that's all for today, folks. But I do hope you join me next time where I discuss how the NBA season is faring out thus far. See how some of the teams are playing in this beginning portion of the season, which franchises are improving, which are kind of declining a little bit. But please leave a rating or comment on what you thought of the show. And thanks for listening to Tuck Talk Sports. See ya.